0: Oh yeah. And it's time for the game sports show. This is the top shelf edition season two episode 14. It is your host, David McCaig jr. The game sports show powered by the game entertainment and media T Let's bring in those who are joining me tonight. The co hosts going first to Dane Hantrow, all the way in blue lake. Just kidding. All the way in red lake. Dane. How's it going? My friend.
1: Can't complain. Just uh, my uh, last day off of my four pack. I uh, had a weekend filled of uh, baseball, beer, friends. The weather was nice. Almost too nice. It was about 30, 30 degrees playing baseball. So Love that. the team uh, The team won one, lost two. Uh, so yeah, you know, we had a lot of heart out there. Uh, not a lot of, uh, I would say, skill, but a lot of heart. So uh, that's, that's all you can ask for in a Nice, fun-filled weekend of baseball, beer, and friends.
0: What's so, that, uh, what's, that say, what's that saying that you say on gel, clear hearts? Um, you sit. You got to sit. From a movie. your eyes
1: full hearts can It's was not my saying Dave as we know that comes from the uh, famous tv show a slash movie uh Friday Night Lights
0: that's right geez thank you for the reminder wow I feel absolutely lame now let's hey, you should have just ran with
1: it dude you should have ran it
0: but, yep it's mine man yep <laughs> I say it's yours man it's yours you know you take that you take it you say it more than <laughs> it. you're letting it live on now that other voice that you're hearing the one and only Alex Parr you hear him on the top shelf edition you hear him on the special edition uploads as well my friend how you feeling? I, How's it going? I feel like I'm turning
2: into the drunk uncle that just screams about firing Kyle Dubis, And honestly, I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Listen, you know what? There's a lot we're definitely going to get into in this show. We, the last time a Top Shelf Edition had uh, was uploaded was June the 14th. And it was uh, for... And times were better. When times times were better, for sure. We didn't have a Stanley Cup final reaction or winner. Uh, show that as we plan to do do due to schedule conflicts. Our last show was June the 14th. So I'll quickly say right now congratulations Colorado Avalanche as predicted you won. We're very thankful that you dethroned the lightning you stopped the dynasty and now a new legacy has started the Colorado Avalanche deserved to win that. It was great to see Nazem Kadri lift that cup and great to see for, for him to say and hear, I guess you should say uh, that all the haters can kiss his ass. You know, that, that I uh, all the people who didn't think he'd be able to perform in the playoffs or ever can kiss his ass. Love it. Love it. Uh, I know exactly where that quote was going. I, I think it's great. Uh, but we didn't have the Stanley Cup reaction show that we were able to have but in this show. We may touch on it briefly, but we are planning to talk about the draft to a certain degree. Then obviously all the things that have occurred up to this point in the summer and heck anything can happen we could be doing this recording and a signing can occur so we'll try to touch on everything that we possibly can in the entirety so in that statement I just touched on the agenda and just ramble on about the Stanley Cup final so I basically touched on a topic and what we're going to talk about that's skill I'm just going to toot my own horn but before I get into the overall show I have a little random avenue I want to go down first I want to take the long road before we go into the show and I can't take credit for this statement but as much as you guys know that I would love to take credit for a lot of cool things. I, there's something that was brought to my attention. Okay. And I did talk about this when myself, yourselves were playing, E-A-S-H-L, Chell 22, that if nobody knows what that is, well, you're living under a rock. It's uh, it's obviously an online gameplay where you can make a team with your friends and play against people around Ontario, Canada, the world, whatever it may be. And the Game Sports Show has a team and we're an absolute wagon. That's all I got to say. Have been all year in there. And there's something I brought up in that chat while we were talking online. Here I am talking about playing video games. And guess what? That's the age of 30. You're still playing video games. It's the way of life nowadays. Okay, so... You have something in Sault Ste. Marie. When people talk about Sault Ste. Marie, they mention the Sioux. They say the Sioux. The Sioux. Uh, the Sioux Greyhounds. The, the Sioux Thunderbirds. The the, the, the the Sioux Rep Team. The Sioux is this. If you watch Shorey, the Sioux is so fucking good. Right? The Sioux. The Sioux. And I'm going to say it one more time. The Sioux. Now, any other city in Canada, Ontario, I'm putting you both on the spot. Can you name any other city or town that you call something like the Sioux? No, the Six doesn't count in Toronto because it doesn't have Toronto in it. it doesn't have Tur in there or Onto, and it. it's not called the Anto. Uh, the Sioux that has a name in there. Can you name or think of anything else that has something like the Sioux? I'm going to throw you both on the spot. You speak up first. Everyone wants to answer first. See, I said the hammer when we were online, but you're
2: like, no, nope, that doesn't
0: count. You can't do the hammer. Because, uh, the, I think that's a good, very close, but the Sioux actually, it's not spelt the same, but you can spell it S-A-U-L-T if you want. We just put S-O-O because we're lazy uh, for, for the Sioux. And other, it, have the name in there. What else would you call the Sioux? The hammer's a good guess, or The hammer's a good it's very close. Dane, I'm going to give credit to Parr for that, but I feel like And Red Lake, they don't say the Red Lake, you know, it's just, but
1: they they just call it red. So Mm. it's the same thing. It's just red. And then even on top of that, our next door neighbor, Sue Lookout, instead of saying the Sue, they just call it Sue. Oh, so that's a short form for that. So there you go.
0: Okay. I like that. That's not thus too, but you guys bring up very good points. I want, if anyone's engaged in terms of feeling like commenting below on the audio based platforms that you're listening to, just comment below. See if you can think of anything like that. Or if you're not understanding what the fuck I'm talking about, well, welcome to the game sports show, top shelf edition, because we like to go all over the place with it. So let's go back onto the main road. We, we made a left of the lights. We're making a right back on the main street. Wait, you're not even gonna tell us the like? There's there's no answer. That is the answer. The Sioux is the only one. Really? The Sioux. Yeah. There's not. What about the Niagara Falls? That's not a thing.
2: (laughs) What do you mean? I've been
0: to the Niagara Falls before, and I've also been in Niagara Falls. It's called the Falls, actually, and it it doesn't have the first name of this of the city in there. Do you even know?
2: Do you even know what this trivia fact is? There's so many asterisks.
0: Yeah, the trivia fact is there's any it, The question is, is there anything like the Sioux that has the first name of the city's name in there or something related to that? And you, Dane mentioned Sioux. That's pretty close. T-Bay, T Thunder you. Bay, T-Bay. Yeah, that see but is it the Sioux? Like oh, okay. it's not the, I didn't, right. well, you didn't. You didn't I know, man. I know. The hammer's pretty close. I think that's the closest one. The hammer, because you Hamilton is H A M. The hammer is H M H A M. Sorry, in the first three letters. So I think that's the closest. So if that is a city, that would be the one. But the Sioux, you can actually spell it the Sioux, and it would have the same. Uh, abbreviation, name, whatever that's connected to the first word of the city. So confusing. We're going to either a gain followers or lose followers on this topic. But I either point of the story is I had someone say, bring that up on your show for me, because I want to see what your co-hosts say. If they can think of anything that's related to like the Sue or if there's any listeners that will comment to it. So there is no answer to that trivia. There's no, if you can think of something that's like the Sioux, like you have with the hammer or Sue lookout being Sue, that's pretty close. I give you credit for that. They give you thumbs up. Uh, but I'm going to go back on the main road. I'm going to make a right. I'm going to floor it on my V8. I'm going to floor it down the road and get to the first topic. I want to touch briefly on the draft. I, I want to go for a topic each that we can think of for the draft and then go into free agency, which myself and Dane will kind of spearhead the topics and par. You can color the pictures with all of them there's a lot we can get into. We can talk about the Canadian teams, all the teams, the surprising moves, a.k.a. Johnny Goudreau. We could talk about our favorite teams, what they've done, such as Toronto and Edmonton. You know, there's so many things we can get into in reaction. I kind of have a feeling that Parr might have a little bit of feedback for Sault Ste. Marie native or the Sioux native uh, Kyle Dubas. But let's go into the, free, the, the draft. Sorry. And, Dane, I want to go to you first. I, I know we talked about on air or off air. Sorry, about what topics we wanted to maybe touch on in terms of the draft, because it has been. Uh, a week plus since the draft has happened, but it was a surprising draft nonetheless. And I'm going to give you the first point you want to bring up in reaction uh, about the draft. And if Par and I ever have anything to add, we'll do so.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it was predictable, but also unpredictable just in the sense that it was predictable to us, at least that um, it, it was going to be kind of hard to, to kind of pick who was going where, obviously there was a draft ranking, but with last year, not a lot of these guys actually playing any meaningful games due to COVID and their seasons being canceled. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, obviously, the big surprise, Shane Wright dropping down to fourth. Um, I think we've kind of all talked about this. Is he, you know, a generational talent? Is he going to, you know, be a guy that puts up 100 points on the NHL year to year to year, first line center on their team? I mean, I I would say there is a little bit of potential there, but I I, I mostly see him as a guy that's likely only going to be a 60, maybe cap out at an 80, you know, points per season kind of guy. Um, I I don't love his foot speed. Um, I don't like the fact that, he didn't really improve on his earlier years in the OHL. He kind of, you know, had that really good first year. I think he put up, you know, 40 goals as a 15 year old. And then kind of since then it's just kind of flatlined out. He hasn't, you know, really regressed, but he also hasn't progressed. So I think that might've had a little bit to do with him dropping down in the draft. I also, um, I think in today's game, uh, you look at some teams; they like to draft guys that have a little bit of swag, um, you know, are, are very confident in themselves, and and I think Shane Wright has that. I think I think the thing that he lacks is being a little bit humble. And I I mean, we'll never know what kind of happened, you know, behind closed doors and in, in, in the draft meetings. But I, I I would like to think that you know maybe some of the things that he said uh, in the draft probably hurt him uh, falling to Seattle. But that brings me to Seattle, right? You got, you got Bernier, Bernier now and, and and Shane Wright or Berniers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, those are two really good pieces to to work around. So, um, I mean, you can kind of maybe look at Seattle, that Shane Wright fell to their lap. I mean, he definitely seems like he's motivated, says he has a chip on his shoulder, all these things. So, uh, it could have, it could be a blessing in disguise for Seattle. Um, I like, uh, obviously Montreal made some really big moves. Um, obviously passing up on Shane Wright and drafting Slavkovsky. Let me make sure I said that right. Again, you Slavkovsky. I think I pretty much nailed that. Um, and, and then also making the trade for, for, uh, Kirby doc. So, I mean, the the draft was in Montreal. I love the way that Gary Bettman, you know, kind of fucked around with the crowd a little bit, you know, just you know, letting them boom, boom, boom. And he's like, You guys might want to hear this. Balls the Montreal Canadians. So that's the one thing I kind of like about Gary. He does em- embrace the booze. Um, so yeah, I I I definitely I definitely like what the Canadians did at the draft. And like, I'm just gonna kind of go through like the top five, I guess, teams quick, but New Jersey, Simon Nemec, I mean, obviously best defenseman in the draft. So it, make, it makes sense that they may be passed out on some better top ten talent that might have been at the forward position for sure. But they wanted a, they wanted a defense, obviously, with already having Heesher and Hughes there. Um, that was kind of the move for them. I really like what the Coyotes did, getting uh, two Americans to kind of solidify themselves down the center there. Got Logan Cooley at three. And then uh, they got out of 11. Connor Geeky. So um, yeah, from uh, from Winnipeg. I thought he played in the nope, Never mind, got that wrong. But anyways, so nice good for nice. good for Arizona. I mean, we'll we'll see what that team's going to be, uh, what their future holds for them. Playing in a 5,000 uh, seat stadium, so uh, big things are looking a little depressing, um, I, I suppose. And then yeah, Philadelphia Flyers. Carter Gauthier. He number third projected overall. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a really, really good player too. So like I said, um, I, I think all five did pretty good in the top five uh, based off of what was out there. I mean, it's so early to tell, do we, do we really know which one of these players are going to turn out to be the best one? Because I mean, you could look at all the top five picks and we have no idea which of those top five picks are actually going to turn into the best player but I mean obviously the Montreal Canadiens think Slavkovsky will so yeah other than that I mean I the Edmonton Oilers I mean yeah we drafted we moved down in the draft making a trade um for Zach Cassian with the Arizona Coyotes and we took Reed Schaefer big power forward uh you know 30 goal scorer in the W so we'll kind of see what that brings but yeah other than that It's kind of a hard draft to really overanalyze with, uh, again, reiterating the lack of games a lot of these uh, young kids got to play last year. So other than that, pretty exciting. Happy, I guess, for the Montreal Canadiens. They had an exciting day after a terrible year. So, yeah. That's uh, that's what I got for you, boys. That was a lot. That was a lot. That's a lot more than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, Par, that's why you're going to go off after him. You can go out. You can have feedback off that, or you can bring up something that uh, is on your mind with it.
2: I don't know. The draft's a complete crapshoot, but it was a nice viewing experience for a change. I find a lot of the time the draft, like, I don't know, the NHL's one of the top four sports. It's kind of usually the boring one, the one that does the least entertaining. And I, I talk about this all the time. Like, I don't know. It's hard. Fans to be engaged, but oh, trades all over the place. Shane Wright dropping it being in Montreal, and the fans were going crazy. It was nice to enjoy watching something the NHL put out for a change.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'll and I'll echo that. I, you know, the the draft was very entertaining. And Dana, you touched on a lot, so I'll just kind of pick and choose a few brief things from it. And Shane Wright dropping hundred percent from what I've gathered from people that I know in the media is that Shane Wright was very um, narcissistic was a word that I was used. I won't name drop who that was uh, that mentioned it, but that was one word that was used in his interviews uh, for, let's just say he was quite sure of himself in terms of, you know, where he feels he should be and swag to that. You know, you think that you're, you were in a special exemption, a player in the Ontario hockey league, you know, you've been, a player of dominance. You've been number one all year and you don't go one. You just had your bubble bursted. But I think that's a blessing in disguise for Seattle. Seattle's a a new team. Seattle has a blank record book, right? They had one season. Now they have been at the helm. They, they, they have, I think they're going to have a good future. I like the way that Ron Francis has built this team. I don't like what he did at the expansion draft out of everything, but Shane Wright, was a good pick at four for them it's a potential franchise sentiment for them top line center for years to come and you got veneers that can play wing and center it could be a very good tandem those two together on a line or you have the one two threat and once you have those guys in place once they play and they start inserting themselves as full-time players proving themselves in the national hockey league all of a sudden you become a more attractive place to play for those who are on the free agency market or trades. so i think seattle is going to be a building a building block for build off Shane Wright, I should say, but it's going to be a pro- good progression forward for them. You know, honestly, I think Arizona, they, they knew who they wanted. Simon Nemitz, New Jersey knew what they wanted. They didn't want to change what they were. I think maybe Seattle was kind of like, oh, we're going to take Cutter Gauthier here, but when Shane Wright comes down, you don't miss out on that. And that's a good opportunity for him. And I think it's a better fit for Shane Wright, for real. I think the way that he is and his attitude, I'm going to say it flat out. He's obviously a little conceited, I think he's going to get a rude awakening in the National Hockey League when he goes there. I don't know if Seattle is going to be that team because it's a young team. So hopefully he gets some veterans to go around him. But Shane Wright's going to be, I think, in the right place for him where he can basically write the record book on the Seattle Kraken. Heck, his name is Shane and the logo has an S. Like it, it's almost it, it's it's a full fit for him. But the biggest, uh, t- the biggest kind of thing that had me going with the draft is Isaac Howard had the most swag thinking that he was the best looking guy at the draft. I tell you right now, as soon as he sits in that locker room against Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman, and he's going to be conceded like that. They're going to burst his bubble so fucking quick. It's going to be hilarious. So uh, my point with the draft is, though, they will bring up, there's a lot of players that could be steal picks that we're going to be talking about in the coming years. And the the two picks that I think are more so steals, and I was hovering around a third with nine at, Savoy, at Matthew Savoie, but... I don't think that'd be fair to say a top 10 pick is a steal. But in the first round towards the other side in the bottom uh, bottom 10 uh, or so, Ivan Marososenko going 20 to Washington and Brad Lambert. Uh, Brad Lambert was a guy that was rated top 10 before the league, before the, it started this year for the, the, in the scouting rankings. Now he dropped all the way down to 30 to, to the Winnipeg Jets. I think those are two picks in the first round that we're going to have names around. And I think Miro Shashanko, there's a guy that they've had Russian success in Washington. It's going to be a good grooming process with Ovechkin. I think he's in a good position there and Brad Lambert, he's going to potentially be a, I think he's going to be a top six center in his full career in the national hockey league. And I think that was a steal for the Jets. So I think Jets fans should be very excited for what they got. But seeing Zavalski go one, love it. He played with men. He played where Matthews played before Matthews joined the Toronto Maple Leafs when he went first overall. And he's going to be playing wing and his linemates are likely going to be Caulfield and Suzuki if St. Louis wants to get creative. And I think Montreal should be excited. Kirby Doc Montreal did have a very successful draft uh, it, while they were drafting in Montreal. And I think the Winnipeg Jets should be happy with their draft as well as the Arizona Coyotes. I feel like getting Connor Geeky, Logan Cooley, you made some good progress towards your uh, progression and a continuous rebuild that seems to be lasting the decade. But people forget they did make the playoffs in the 10s once with Mike Smith, who is now a goalie for the Edmonton Oilers, as everybody should know. But Arizona now playing in a 5,000 seat arena, that franchise needs to pick me up. And I think through their picks, They've done it, but Simon Nemich marking it right now. He's going to be a top two defenseman with New Jersey in the future. That's a steal of a pick. I think he could have also went first, even over Sovalski. That's how much potential I think Simon Nemich has. Watch out for New Jersey soon. Let me tell you, watch out for New Jersey, watch out for Buffalo, watch out for Ottawa and watch out for Detroit. And the thing is those three of those four teams are in the same division as mine and Parr's favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so things are going to get, the window is shrinking in terms of room that you have in this division because it's going to get even more competitive. Proceeding forward, free agency. That's what I want to get into. Parr, I'm going to go over to you for this. I know I said that you're going to draw the color in the picture, so I'm going to give it to you. Now, and give you the floor. (laughs) There were surprise signings. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down with Johnny Goudreau. Uh, okay. I, I do want to go to the Blue Jackets. Yeah, there you go. So there, really? there's the drawing. Go. Not necessarily Goudreau. Okay. Um, okay.
2: Parents, cover the children's ears. How the fuck did Eric Goodbranson get
1: four by four?
0: Are you joking me? What? Who's this?
1: That, that guy's agent
0: is something else. <laughs> <laughs> I might hire him for the game sports show to get us some spots.
2: I, I, I don't know. You, you can't, you can't. That, guy's, that guy is, like, he basically robbed a bank after that. Eric Goodbranson's so bad, and he hasn't been good for years. How do you how do you have arguably, like, the best signing in Goudreau, who took less to go to the Blue Jackets, and also, at the same time, the worst signing? What's Goodbranson going to be doing in four years' time? He's going to be almost 35 years old. <laughs> I know what he's going to be doing. He's going to be making $4 million to sit in the press box. I think Robita Island has increased in vacancies to other teams over the years. I can't believe that's still a phrase people use.
0: Oh yeah, it is. It's so oh, yeah. Least central babies. Center of the hockey universe. Good <laughs> though, par. How big is that for Columbus? We know EJ Russell, who is a Columbus blue jacket fan. He's from Ohio. He's on, our, he's on our in the pocket segments, big football expert more so than hockey, but he, he follows the jackets. They have a very, Loud, passionate fan base. Who would have thought Johnny Gujo be wearing number 13 on Columbus this upcoming season? Um,
2: No one. I don't even think he did. I think he said that he was going to sign with New Jersey until they came in with a last minute deal anyway. He yeah. Uh, he's talking about how it's not too close to home where everyone's going to be bugging him, but it's close enough where you can like go home if he wants to. Um, You asked how big is it for Columbus? I mean, this is really change how you feel about Columbus. It doesn't change how I feel about Columbus. I'm looking at their cap friendly right now. They have Zach Wierianski, unreal player, unreal hockey player. Johnny Goudreau, two highest paid guys on the team. Then Jakob Voracek making 8.25. Okay. Gustav.
1: Still making that much, eh? I- yeah.
2: Gustav Nyquist making five and a half. Eh? I guess their second highest paid defenseman is. Oh, would you look at that? It's Eric Grantham at four million dollars. The only other player of like real note, real note is Patrick Line. And do any of us really feel like he's going to resign there? Mm. I think. I
1: think with Gujero coming, he's definitely going to consider it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, do you believe I mean, in
2: Elvis Merz, Merzlikens or Jonas Korpasalo long enough? Eh, maybe. Sure.
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, Johnny Goudreau, the biggest fish in free agency, went there. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Patrick Laine signs there. It's what you want, right? Like, well, do you want do you want a media that's not going to write a new article about you every day, posted in the paper, where the whole town's going to give a fuck about it? it's just I think, I think for Johnny, think he... it, I think he, I think he's just over the Canadian market. Honestly, I think he just, I think he just wants to go play hockey in peace. And obviously not ever have to play Leon Dreisaitl and Conor David in the playoffs ever again. That's <laughs> another great point. But, um, yeah, I, I I, I I mean, I hate Calgary. So do I feel bad for them? Not really. But I, I could see how that would be quite devastating. And on top of that, I think with this move, they are likely either going to trade. Well, they're going to have to trade Matthew Kachuk. Cause I don't think he's gonna re-sign.
0: Oh, that's not and, my topic. and I, I
1: I would hope that Matthew Kachuk at least has the decency to inform the Calgary Flames that he will not be re signing. So they can at least trade him for something. Whereas I mean, I, I mean, look at the run they went on last year. Do you think they would have traded Guidrell the year that he was having, even if he was kind of like, Yeah, I'm thinking about testing like the pool, the open market? Um I, I might run not come it. back, but like we might, we could maybe win a Stanley Cup this year. So I don't know if it would have made a whole difference him being a little bit more um, honest with his approach, or just, I mean, letting them know. I don't know if he was being honest or dishonest about it, but crazy times. Did not did not see that one coming. I still think Columbus is the most average
2: team you can find in the NHL.
1: Well, yeah, you would think that New Jersey just with you know, some of the guys that they got, you know, um, I I just, I mean, I think just a a sexier option in the sense that, you know, they got Jack Hughes, they got, you know, they got their goalie. Hopefully they got their goalie. I know he had a bit of a rough year last year. He got Heathshire. I was going to mention Ty Smith, but they just traded Ty Smith for uh, John Marino, which I thought was kind of a shocking trade. I kind of like Ty Smith, but. Obviously, things weren't working out uh, where, where they dealt them. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think New Jersey is going to, you know, hope be better than Columbus is going to be. But same, same division. We'll we'll see what happens.
0: Honestly, and I'm going to touch on Kachuk, and I had a wild theory about it, but I'm going to save that towards the end. And I know Ottawa fans are probably sitting at the edge of their seat thinking about what I'm going to say, but I don't think it's going to be the senators just a fun fact and let me tell you as a leaf fan you don't hope it's the ottawa senators because they're just growing and getting better that team the the you mentioned columbus part i think those are very good points with being an average team when you look at their team they kent johnson um they 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 have the right pieces come forward and david jarechek was a very good pick in the draft their defense is looking all right with Obviously not Cabranson uh, being paid that much, but uh, with having Adam Ballquest locked up, and even when he's done his contract, he's still an RFA, so you get a qualifying offer there. You can't lose him unless you get an offer sheet if he continues to grow. You have Jake Bean there who has offensive upside. You have Varensky, who is somebody who is going to be a, obviously, top two defenseman in your organization. They have building blocks there, and if Merzinglas can get to that form that he was, then you have a good buyout there. But With Corpus he's on a final year, of his, uh, of his contract, uh, and I don't think he'll be resigning. I'd be very surprised if he can start it the year in Columbus next year. I feel like a trade is imminent for him because of him wanting more playing time, but you have a Columbus team that's still looking towards uh, trying to build and getting Goudreau, I think, is going to lock up line A, but it's going to be a, a short-term deal at a high amount, and they might lose him in free agency in the future. I think line A is looking towards... The, the other bigger picture. And I think that's where someone like New Jersey would step into the plate. Uh, if, if it's New New York, the, the Islanders or Rangers, if the Rangers can even afford that, which I don't know how they're going to be able to afford all this once a, a Capo Caco, Danes boy is going to get paid one day. And, uh, oh, my boy.
1: <laughs> that's your favorite. How, how do you, how do you feel Rangers fans feel right now? You know, maybe passing up on Shane, right? A little salty. Not not getting Goudreau. It really looked like he was going to go to New Jersey. I mean, that's what all the experts thought. Fucking one out of left field goes to the Blue Jackets. They just traded Ty Smith, who had a really good rookie season. I think he was like, you know, 15th overall. Played on the World Junior team. Loved his game. Just traded him. So, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you had Simon Niemek is that is that enough to really lick the wounds of what could have been in New Jersey? I I like I I mean that's a significant step if you can add Johnny Goudreau to that hockey team and
0: yeah add a I mean I
1: think I think I think Johnny Goudreau helps both those teams in the same way that like are i are like are new jersey would New Jersey or Columbus make the playoffs with Johnny Goudreau? On their team, do you think Columbus is going to make the playoffs? They're not a playoff team this year. And I even think if Grudrow went to New Jersey, it would not be a playoff team this year, but would be close. Would There would, probably wouldn't be 30 points behind the the playoff teams like the Eastern Conference was last year.
0: lot well, went to New Jersey. That was their consolation prize for it. Andre Palat, obviously a multi-time Stanley Cup winner. But what I'll mention – in the free agency markets, I feel like there's a lot we can get into. So I'm going to touch on Kachuk first before we even jump into the free agency market. Because like I said, the free agency f- frenzy, quote-unquote, is going to be sporadic with our conversations here on the Game Sports Show. Dave McKagney and Andrew Alex Parr uh, with the Game Sports Show talking top shelf. Matt Kachuk, not Ottawa, and it's going to be the St. Louis Blues. And let me, let me, let me fear as to why. A- his dad played there. It seems to be a popular destination. I think St. Louis does have mutual interest in getting them and, St. and Kachuk has mutual interest to go there. So that's why option A. Boo, uh, B, sorry. I think a trade can be very interesting in St. Louis. And let me give you a hypothetical trade that I think may sound like absolute craziness, but I think can get done. Okay, I'm going to sound crazy by saying that People are going to think, but I'm going to say it. The trade will be Kachuk to the St. Louis blues for Vladimir Tarasenko and Jordan Cairo. Now let me throw in. Why Vladimir Tarasenko is a one-year deal left on a 7.5 hit before his UFA. Will he re-sign in Calgary? Mm. Likely not, but the Calgary has a team right now that they've paid that they want to win. Okay. And I think Tarasenko goes right on that first line. I think he would do great in Calgary. It just depends if he would accept a trade. To Calgary he is the only hindrance in that. Jordan Cairo is currently an RFA after the season on a very cop friendly type deal. And St. Louis is paying 6.5 to Braden Shem for the next handful plus. They have to re sign Ryan O'Reilly, who they will re sign. They yeah, have Brandon Saad for four and a half, Pavel Bushnevis for five eight. They have just signed Rob Thomas, not the singer, the player to eight point one. You have defense with Falk six point five, Krug six point five, Parenko six point five, Letty four four million. Guess how much Bennington's making? Six. That's a lot of money. the The current cap space for the St. Louis Blues is six is six hundred twenty five thousand dollars. With that money and you free up space next year. You're looking at a projected $20 million in cap space. Ryan O'Reilly is going to get the same, if not a bit more. Tarasenko, if you keep him, same. If not, probably the same. And Jordan Cairo who puts up another season. That guy is going to be looking at King's ransom for money because of what he's been able to do. Will he be able to be consistent enough throughout his entirety of his career to keep that up? Fast skater, okay, but will he be able to keep that up? Calgary will pay that for Cairo and Cairo is also Canadian. So I feel that if, if I'm Calgary, I'm looking at St. Louis, you can replace him with a top six forward right now. If he approves the trade, which I think Tarasenko would. And Jordan Cairo would be someone that you can sign at a, at a reasonable cap hitting Calgary fund wise, six and a half million bucks, but maybe what you get him for. And you sign him to a longer-term deal, and get someone who's probably going to enjoy being in that Canadian market more than Kachuk will. So you get a young prospect who can fill your top six, and you get someone who can be an active top six, whom St. Louis is looking to move because they need the cap space to sign Ryan O'Reilly, to sign uh, guys for the future uh, with this team, and to build around this team. And Rob Thomas getting the amount of money he did—that wasn't—that was extremely high, but for the term that he signed for, it actually makes sense for the offensive output he'll be able to do. So that's why I think if I'm Calgary, you look at trading Matthew Kachuk to St. Louis. It is in the Western Conference, which is kind of a problem. If you're looking at Calgary.
1: 2022 NHL draft,
0: oh, Rating sorry. every
1: team's picks.
0: <laughs> that's, oh, that's how he knows all the stuff about <laughs> the
2: draft. He's using a BuzzFeed <laughs> I don't slide even know right now. He's using a BuzzFeed slideshow. Months slide of show.
0: preparation with Mock Drafts. No. Profiles. Features <laughs> and much more. The 2022 <laughs> <laughs> NHL entry draft flew by and it a-
1: there we go. I found the link that was on. I don't
0: know what happened there. Mm, yeah. Okay. The jig's up, buddy. Police are outside. But, and that's not getting edited out. I'm going to let listeners know that you tune into videos while we talk. No, besides that. <laughs> uh, but Matthew chalk to St. Louis, I think is where it just makes the most. Sense.
2: Uh, I just don't think it'll be Jordan Cairo until the Team Canada sexual assault allegations are settled. Because he is on that team and he has not blatantly spoken out that he was not a part of it. So. Mm-hmm. Good point. So he might not be traded because I don't think I want to trade for any of those guys at all until that is done.
0: Good point. Imagine that PR. Ooh.
1: Poor Calgary.
0: (laughs) Okay. That was my point about Kachuk. We had a lot to get to. We're already, you know, a good deal in. I think we're almost at least a half hour into the show. So other points around free agency, you know, I know people are going to expect us to talk about the Leafs to talk about the Oilers. That's okay. I don't need to drink again tonight. Uh,
1: I would love to hear you guys talk about the Toronto Maple. Leafs. That's all we do. Uh, That's all we
0: do, Dane.
1: On on, on free agent frenzy in the drafts.
0: We'll we'll save we'll save that for the end if we have allow the time. I'll Hold say on, I got a
2: bottle here somewhere. I'll <laughs> say
0: about free agency. I feel like Detroit and Buffalo are winners. I think Eicherman is a fucking stud. I like his signings, all of them. Cop Charot. I I, I oh,
1: Ben Ben, ben a
0: little rich. Little bit, little bit, but you're paying to- <laughs> four million. Charot's worth four point seven five. If you're paying to Branson four,
1: if, if, can, if Edmonton just re-signed Brett Kulak for two seven five, there's no way Ben Charot is worth four and a half million dollars. Yeah, it's that's, crazy that's to see what crazy. average defensemen get. At I, like, like that's a, agency. like I'm not saying that's gr- like gr- Branson bad, but that's that's, that's probably- a good Branson bad. Oh, what do you nice. mean? It's it's just as bad as Nick Letty. Oh,
2: he actually signed the exact same deal as Eric Branson. Would you look at that? Uh, no,
1: you know, you know what we should talk about is the uh, the fucking pathetic excuse for a franchise, the Vegas Golden. The Knights. Leafs. Oh no, 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 no. The Vegas Golden Vegas Golden Knights are even more pathetic than that.
0: Why they the they got given away for a bag of uh, Pike
1: They traded Flurry. Pacuretti and Dadunov mm-hmm. for nothing. Nothing. Nate Schmidt, third round pick, gone. Paul Stashny, fourth round pick, and Carl Donström. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, that's what happens when your cap hit as a collective team is a billion dollars. I mean, you do have to get rid of some guys, and you
1: have they no- traded Mark Andre Fleury for one guy named Mikhail Harakinen is now an ECHLer now playing overseas.
2: So you'd uh, say you probably won that trade, or do you think you'd have to wait a little bit longer?
1: Well, I just feel like Vegas, well, they couldn't sign anybody because they're so over the cap, but the rumor mill is players don't want to go to Vegas anymore because they treat it like such a business and have, like, zero loyalty to their players. So you ready? I, I, I totally understand. Like, I mean, no one's safe. No one's safe. Jack, they just got Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's not safe. He, he hasn't fully unpacked yet. He, I, 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 they traded Nick Suzuki as soon as they got him.
2: <laughs> yeah, they did. That's right. <laughs>
1: they they've traded every first round pick they've ever had with, within a oh, season. Wow. I don't know if I don't know if any first round picks actually. Well, uh, unless they've had two first round picks at at some point in a in a draft, but. They've at least traded one away every season since they've been in the league. So,
0: Do you know how Montreal got Nick Suzuki from Vegas. Do you know who Montreal traded to Vegas?
2: Uh, Thomas Tatar, uh, first, second, third.
0: No, that was it's Max Pacioretty trade. Oh, that's right. Uh, Max Pacioretty just went to Carolina for future considerations. Who won that trade? <laughs> you know.
1: Like it's wild that like like they're 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 gonna be kind of fucked here in a bit, I think.
0: Yep, and you know what? Honestly, you you have a team that was so exciting coming out of the gate, and they had such a very good expansion draft. If you guys remember, obviously, from Ron Francis didn't duplicate that with Seattle. And look at this now. You know they didn't even make the playoffs. Well, they made. Glass
2: played two seasons with the Knights before they got rid of them. So Nashville. Yep. First first pick by the franchise.
0: Loyalty is not a thing.
2: What do you mean? Two seasons? God, how much more do you want?
0: <laughs> now, how much more do you want? signings? The big thing that I brought up on the 1400 show, guys, was at this time of recording, which right now I'll spoil it for listeners because a lot of people are going to see this upload on July the 20th. It's July... The 19th, as I sit here sipping on a beer and almost hiccuped while I talked, uh, so July 19th, 7.53 p.m., Nazem Kadri, John Klingberg, Nino Nita Ryder are not signed. And as I touched on on the 1400 show that was uploaded uh, today and was on air yesterday, which was Monday the 18th. Kadri has been fielding offers around this Colorado. There's there's Calgary, which actually kind of makes sense. And if they trade Kachuk and brought in Cairo and Tarasenko, Calgary would almost be improving. But you still got to play somebody named Connor McDavid. May have heard of him. Uh, Dane has for sure. Uh, the the you they John Klingberg. Everyone's like, oh, Toronto, Toronto. OK, listen, there's no money. I don't know where where the money people think is coming from. So no, not Toronto for John Klingberg. It's going to be somewhere like I, I can't even think of a team right now. At the top of my head, I'm sure Dane will think of someone on top of my head. Maybe, maybe Pittsburgh, maybe, maybe Columbus for Fox sakes. Everyone's going there. Uh, maybe it's going to be Minnesota who has a great team. Actually. I really like Minnesota's team, uh, uh, but you have Petrice Bergeron. He won't go anywhere other than Boston. Okay. Maybe that's where Klingberg will go is Boston who have, Don't forget Boston has injuries up till December. They have McAvoy uh, and I believe Marchant is injured up until Christmas time, if not January. So they can really utilize uh, the, what do you call it? The Robida Island, if you will. But that's a little used too much because it's they're going to play again. So they're going to be on the, not counted against the cap. So that's very interesting for Boston if they really wanted to. Uh, David Krejci still hasn't been signed coming back. We all know he'll go to Boston too, if he comes back. So it's the players that haven't been signed that have made it pretty interesting too. And the one that really sticks out to me is Nino Niederreiter. I feel like Nino Niederreiter is pricing himself out a little bit where he feels he's a $6 million guy. But, hey, when you got guys like Andrew Kopp making 5.6, you got Sherrod making 5, Gabranson – or close to 5. You have Gabranson making 4. Uh, Gujo just got absolutely paid and they're not in the same realm, but I think Nino do is a top 10 free agent available this year. Big top six guy, right? That is a big guy that can go in the corners and score goals. I know a couple teams that can really use that, but I'm not going to say one of them. Cause I feel like we're going to talk about them a little bit later. The, the biggest challenge is pricing yourself out of the market. So it's the guys that haven't went yet. That really make me really think, why is the weight Dane? Why, the weight with Kadri, Why the weight with Klingberg? Why the weight with Nita Ryder in these guys? What do you are they really just fielding offers? Or are they just saying, hell, I'm on vacation right now. I don't want to answer the phone.
1: Well, I look, if, if we're if let's look at the recent history of especially teams like Vegas, but multiple other teams where they've just been trading decent players away that, yes, are overpaid. And maybe they need needs somewhere else. But I think teams are afraid to give the bank to certain players, um, especially when now you're a little bit more tighter up against the cap because you've already maybe signed a couple smaller pieces and and this is what you got left. But, like, yeah, like we just talked about, Pacioretty for a, a bag of pucks, Marc-Andre Fleury for a bag of pucks. I mean, we had to trade a, a second-round pick. And drop two or third round pick and drop two spots in the first round of the draft to get rid of Cassian. Like it, it's weird that we're in this time where good players are being traded along with other things just to get rid of that player because you're either way over the cap and you've and you've been playing this, uh, you know, long term injury, you know, <laughs> sneaky move. It's not sneaky anymore because it's it, every well everybody does it. But yeah, teams of teams have been fucked, right? And like, I mean, I can't imagine like you know trading. Max Pacioretty scored like forty goals last year. They traded a forty goal score for nothing. So I think I think GMs are just maybe being a little bit more weary. I mean, yeah, like it, it's. <laughs> It's 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 a different time, obviously. I think you know some of these investments were made prior to COVID, and then with the flat cap, and so yeah, teams are just trying to do what they can at the time, Um, because you know the way things go in the NHL, you know you can get fired quick as GM. So yeah, I think I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, I also, my kind of, what I think where Nazan Kadri is going to go, I think he's fielded all the offers. He might get a little bit more, but I think he's waiting for Colorado to maybe make a little bit extra money, uh, room for a little bit extra money for him. And why the fuck would he not go back to Colorado? Colorado plays him seven times eight. I think he'd stay there, but I bet you get more elsewhere. I don't know if Colorado wants to sign him. Seven times eight, but
0: in part. Let me throw a couple numbers at you. Then I'm going to give you the floor.
1: Like, how old is Kadri? Like, what's he? Thirty, probably. Sounds about right. Uh, he is oh, a- yeah, eight years, eight years at that. Like, I don't know. Thirty-one. Oh, thirty-one to me is a ninety.
2: Yeah. So he's thirty-one, and he's turning
1: thirty-two in October. Yeah. It's- yeah. I mean, it's it's what you want. Do you do you want to get paid, or do you want to win more Stanley Cups? So he could either just like even do like maybe.
0: Ah, I mean, I think I'd be good with one Stanley Cup
2: making Bolo of cash. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: let me throw, sure. let me throw some numbers out in terms of players that have signed par because there's a lot uh, today. Obviously, Vintech Vanacek. Well, not that'd be today, July 19th. He's re-signed a 3.4 million dollar cap hit for the New Jersey Devils, who was traded there from Washington. Pierre Ingval re-signed in Toronto, 2.25. Uh, You have Kyle Yonkruk, who signed to Toronto for 2.1. You have Jordy Ben and Victor Mente for league minimum to Toronto. Uh, You have have Dylan Strom to the New Washington Capitals for 3.5. Josh Norris signed for 7.95 for... Eight years. He's there for the long haul. The, and the names continue to go down. You have Burakovsky who's been signed. You have Andre Pallad who went to the Devils for five five years, six mil. You have Kemper who also got signed by the Washington Capitals. Ryan Strom who goes for five, five for five, 25 million. You have Vegas spending five years next three on Riley Smith. Uh, the one that was very interesting, Andre Kasha turned down the same amount of money from Toronto to go to Car- to Carolina. What's that tell you? Uh, you have Greg McKay, big blockbuster signing with the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. The guy has a wicked last name. I wonder why I think that. You have... Um, a couple other moves like uh, Vasilev Nemestikov is returning back to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the list of names returned. Term- uh, Kapokakotin, uh, not Capo Kapokakot. Uh, he's a goaltender for the San Jose Sh- uh, Sharks. Uh, Kakanen was moved from the Devils over to San Jose, uh, resigned for a couple years. So some re-signing. There was some signings. Matias Yammar goes to Edmonton for one year, 1.25. Uh, the and there's some entry-level contract signs, as Reed Schaefer was resigned. Morgan Frost, former Sue Greyhound, uh, resigned for one year in Philadelphia. I'm surprised he's not a Toronto Maple Leaf yet, uh, which I'm sure will be coming at some point. And Josh Levo, former Leaf, signs yeah. with the St. Louis Blues. The list absolutely just goes on with some names, and I can keep going down. But there is some names that I wanted to throw out there right now that were signed. I already mentioned Andrew Kopp, Ben Chirot, uh to the Detroit Red Wings. Nikita Zadorov resigned in Calgary. Lots Malkin resigns in Pittsburgh. There, there's a lot of points and names that I just threw out there right now, par up to this date of recording. Do you have any of those that I want to bring up? Or if you want, feel free to jump into Toronto right now because I want to go to Toronto first before we talk Edmonton because people are waiting to talk about the, us to talk about the Maple Leafs and for Dane to talk about his beloved Oilers uh, before we get off the air here tonight. So uh, I'm giving you the floor to talk about anything I just mentioned with names that caught your surprise or if you want to start talking, the blue and white, or the newly named Toronto Greyhounds, you can go nuts. All right, Matt Murray, getting to your beers, getting to your beers, Get near your, get into your, your drinks, folks. Pretty soon, Sandine for Jesse Puliarvias. <laughs> you guys have been waiting
2: for us to talk about the lease. You're sick. Go help. <laughs> you guys are messed up people. This is painful and it doesn't end <sighs> if like I would have rather thrown the dice again on hey, oh no, no contract
0: than Matt Murray why not Who cares? I joke about Mrazic I I, I I will not disagree with the Matt Murray suspicions but Mrazic hmm I would okay. rather I would rather Miko Koskinen before Peter Mrazek. No, no yeah, you not, kidding. Not, no, you kidding. not kidding, you I, not kidding,
1: not kidding, I'm not kidding. Having the first shot of the game go in on you as you're watching is just it 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 it. it and when it happens, like it
2: happened to you. I, I mean, I felt Gustafsson. like, it happened, like Man, 90, we've like, we've done this, but this is old
0: new Fans, man. Remember the monster remember the monster? yeah oh fucking god that's a Tosca. that was a good one andrew andrew fucking raycroft for our boy justin pogey who we just had as a specialist not blog oh yeah
2: yeah that's great okay hold on here hold on i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna look up their numbers and sick people right now i'll i'll feed off the leaf thing listen Sam going sign MSA first. Yes. I like that signing 1.8 million for someone who can rebound. Cool. Down yarn crook. That fourth year upsets me. I'm sorry. It does. He's going to be 34 years old. Nah. Pierre Ingval for 2.25. The guy skates like a fucking giraffe. I can't with Pierre Ingval. I can't. <laughs> I feel like that's a guy who could have been a good trade piece. How Justin Hall is still a Maple Leaf at this point blows my mind. It's because Nick Letty makes four and fucking Good Branson makes four. Why do I have a feeling that made six? Why do I feel that Justin Hall is going to be on this fucking starting roster next year? Because he will be. Alex Kerfoot's going to be the guy to go out the door and replacing him as Carl Yarncruk for a million and a half less, where I'd rather have Kerfoot because at least he can play on the top six. Then you got guys like Dane saying, hey, how about Sandine for Pooley-Arvey? And I'm like, oh, well, that wouldn't be too bad because, you know, I don't really see that top six forward addressing that we have. And if people think Nick Robertson is going to be that guy next year to go up and play with Tavares, who another fucking story for Tavares. Yes, I, I'm not chirping him there. I'm not chirping Tavares. I just feel like the contract is just very upsetting. The player, no, the contract. The Robinson is not a top six forward in the National Hockey League next season. He'll be lucky to play a season in the National Hockey League because he can't stay healthy. Oh, okay, let's look at Alex Steves. Let's look at Matt Nyes, who come in the playoffs. You got to get to the fuck playoffs first before Matt Nyes gets there, and they should. Toronto should. If Toronto isn't in a playoff spot by Christmas, that's a problem. Toronto is a playoff team still. Despite what they have, I will say they, they still are. But... Is it a championship caliber goal? Oh, they're going to
1: for sure make the playoffs. Yeah, Shut so up, Dane. You don't that know crazy. that. You don't
0: know that. This I thing think sucks. sucks. For sure. I this would
1: bet gonna... money on
0: it. Yeah, me too. But the goal. I'll bet that. money
1: on it. I'll throw $20 down on the lease, make, but the fucking payout's going to be like a dollar. Yeah. to yeah, like, make a dollar off that bet.
0: Matt Murray is a former hound. And Carl Matt Murray Yarncrook is the was second a of Jesus. Jesus. Kyle Yarncrook was a former client of Kyle Dubas when he was an agent. Kyle Dubas goes with what he knows. I'm surprised Colin Miller didn't sign him. When Miller's on the show, I'm going to ask him maybe. No, I won't. People know I won't. This is I'm the
2: lowest you. the unemployment rate's ever been in the Sioux, though. So thank you, Kyle Dubas. Appreciate you, buddy. You're really helping us out.
0: <laughs> you have a tandem of Matt Murray and Sam Sonoff. Now, listen, if Matt Murray comes out and pulls off an Ed Balfour rebound type season. Now, to remind listeners what I mean by that is Ed Balfour was an at AA meetings before he signed in Toronto after leaving the Dallas Stars. The guy was a big alcoholic. He signed in Toronto after Cujo left for Detroit, and he rebounded in Toronto. He didn't get out of the second round like Cujo did, where he went to the conference finals, but at least Toronto got to the second round in 04 with Eddie Balfour at the helm, and the guy still had a good statistic and rebounded. And let me tell you, being uh, an alcoholic and going to a meeting it's almost a little bit tough to write rebound from being physically damaged, but it's not just Matt Murray's injuries. His mentality right now is so fucking screwed because of how he was in Ottawa. But let me rewind back to what I was saying. The point is that unless Matt Murray comes back and has the Ed Balfour type rebound in Toronto, you're going to have to lean on Ilya Samsonov, whom I was a fan of when he played in the bubble for Washington, I really feel that when he played in the bubble, it was great. But then after Ovechkin last year, or whatever looks at him and says, you fucking plug when he came out to play the puck. It's like his confidence went down the shitter and he's a young guy. Hopefully he can rebound. So I'm not going to shit on Sam. I like that signing the Matt Murray signing. to think that a two-time Stanley cup winner cannot lead you to a cup. You're crazy. Obviously he's had success, but he had success because Number one, he wasn't through any injury issues at that perspective time. A pretty darn good defensive team, which is still an asterisk for the Toronto Maple Leaf, especially if you have Timothy Lilligren or Justin Hall in your top four next year. Timothy Lilligren could be a future top four. Not right now.
2: That guy was so good at the end of the year last year. What are you talking about? not
0: top four. He's not top four yet. He's he's a Mark Giordano third pairing. He's going to be playing with Mark Giordano. And right now you have Muzzin and Hall as your number two. And if I look at that as Muzzin and Hall, Muzzin can't even play more than a full season. So is he going to get traded? There's still more to happen. So I'm not going to fully shit on Toronto yet. I'm going to shit on the goalie tandem. I have my concerns with Matt Murray. I'm one of those guys that do not believe in the Matt Murray trade. I think that, but if he makes out of it and Matt Murray is this guy that is the Ed Balfour rebound Dubas is going to be a fucking genius, but that's a very high high, what do you call it, uh, gamble, okay? Especially on these two guys who need to have rebound seasons. I'm not sold. What other options do you have, though? I don't know. John Gibson, John Gibson maybe could have been. No. He said no. Is Mackenzie Blackwood in New Jersey? Nah, that's another rebound project. Uh, Is Andre Vasilevsky available? Absolutely not. Is Kerry Price? I wouldn't want him anyways. The goaltending is very difficult to come by and that's why i think he had to make the move that he did but to pay what he did is what i'm set about with matt murray The okay. buffalo sabers were about to get the seventh overall pick before matt murray said i'm not going to buffalo fuck that the seventh overall pick for the 13th pick that's six down that's pretty significant and there was more assets on top of that but ottawa knows toronto's at a king's ransom and they said fuck you you want them you're gonna have to pay for it That contract should have had a third team in there. Toronto said, fuck the third and seventh, brought in a third team, traded another pick, a late pick, and had 50% from Ottawa, then go to the other team and have 15 to 25% get eaten up for the next two years. And then Matt Murray would be there on a discounted price. Then all of a sudden you have more money to trade fucking Justin Hall and maybe move Kerfoot and bring in, not for those guys specifically, but bring in a top four defenseman to round out, the problem on defense that is that second pairing that could maybe play with Jake Muzzin if he is healthy. So while I'm sitting here bitching, I'm, I like the Kyle crook move in terms of depth, not for four years though, but I like it. Pierre Ingval, not a huge fan, but you know what? He was good last year. If he can do that again next year, he's a great bottom six guy. I'm still not sold on the decor. They still need a top six guy. And the goaltending tandem is not a team that I think will be able to get out of the first round again. Unless Murray gets back to form, which is a big gamble, there's my vent about Toronto.
2: Okay, well, here's their numbers. One of these goalies has a 277 save or goals against and a 11 save percentage, and the other one has a 264 goals against and a 909 save percentage in their career. Who's yeah. who, Dave? Who's who? Um,
0: so Sam this. Nope,
2: nope. This is between Mrazek and Murray.
0: Mrazek has the better numbers.
2: Morazic has the lower GAA and .002 worst save percentage. I think I'd rather pay him less and draft in the first round than Murray. What's the difference? What's the difference? You could have just fucking switched those numbers on those guys, and I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference. What was Morazic's number? Uh,
1: Murray's won two Stanley Cups, so there, there's there's, there's a, a difference. Yeah, the team that Pittsburgh had
2: and the team that the Leafs had are two very different <clears throat> teams, I two- uh, But Matt Murray played unbelievable. Let me, really you, awesome. let me tell you, yeah. Well, he also yeah. didn't have fucking Jordy Ben playing in front of him either. So,
0: Pittsburgh had on defense the year that they won the Stanley Cup. You really, you want to, you want they want it. I'll give you an example of 16 on defense Justin Schultz, Chris Latang. They also had Trevor Daly. They had Ian Cole, Olimata, Mark Strait, uh, where they're starting decor with Frankie Corrado and also, um. The Cameron Gaunts or no, sorry, David uh, Warfowski uh, were the substitutes on the way out. So the defensive core wasn't too flashy, but he was very, very, very good. But let me tell you a story about Matt Murray quickly. When I was in Thunder Bay and one of the teams that played in junior hockey, there was a, there was a kid on the rink. I was playing for Thunder Bay at the time. Obviously, I was in Thunder Bay. I I got off the ice, and there was a private goalie session. And there was this big kid big skinny kid who was out there just as pads at first. He was having video. He was looking at something on a, on a phone or a camera, and then he put his gear on right on the ice and his mask. And it was a Thunder Bay Kings or it was a triple A team that he played for before he joined the Greyhounds. And spoiler alert, it's Matt Murray, this kid. Okay. Everyone was saying that this kid is going to be and I will never forget this from teammates that I play with that are from Thunder Bay. He said that he'll be drafted in the show. And he did go third round, not first. But they said that this kid is going to be a way better Ben Bishop. Now, Ben Bishop was younger at the time this started, but he was even drawing comparisons from this guy that I played with as a Martin Brodeur potential. I looked at this guy and said, are you fucked? There's no fucking way this kid's going to be Martin Broder. And when he started in Pittsburgh, the numbers that he was putting up 93 save percentage in the playoffs. Uh, he was 92. Uh, he was uh, just putting up numbers, putting up terrific numbers. He gets traded to Ottawa. If you look in his last year in Pittsburgh, he had almost a 900 save percentage on a team that had actually dealt with a lot of injuries uh, that season. And I actually believe that was the... Uh, the bubble year. If I remember correctly, that may have been the bubble year, 1920, that would have been the bubble year or going into, um, there was some injury issues sometimes in that team with Gensel. This was a team that wasn't as well put together on the back end. It was led by Schultz, Johnson, Jack Johnson, Brandon, or Brian Dumoulin, sorry, Chad uh, Ruedel, Patrick Marlowe was on the team that year. Eric Branson played seven games. He's a healthy scratch for the rest. which should explain the rest of why Branson's going to pay what he is. That wasn't the same team. And he didn't, he had a 908 percentage, but 287. He goes to Ottawa for a team that's been absolute dog shit for the last couple of years. And he did what he did there for the last couple of years that we don't need to get into. If he can stay healthy, and be the goalie that I remember seeing that had that work ethic and knowing that he's coming to a team that he's actually very excited to play for. He has the capability to bounce back, but that cap hit is what bothers, I think, fans the most part. That must be what bothers fans the most. Yeah,
2: I mean, we're paying for a project now, so that's cool. Uh, right, right in our team's sweet spot, prime. Matt Murray leading the way, number thirty. Yeah, no fucking kidding, Dave. We're playing this guy. bowls of money to fix him. To
0: fix him. You don't come to Toronto to get fixed. You come to Toronto to break. Ask anyone. Two fun facts: the 2012 draft. Matt Murray got drafted ahead of one goalie. Do You know who that is? That I, there's a multiple. Drafted, but it was Frederick. Andre Vasilevsky. Patrick Anderson, Vasilevsky went first round. Oh, had to be a Leafs tie-in. Woo-hoo! Vasilevsky went then. Uh, but what? Who went first overall in 2012? Dane. 2012. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. One of the Oiler guys. Now Yakupov, you're legend. Yeah. Very, very. Very oh
2: yeah, Wait, yeah, we definitely dunk on Dane right now for being a bad team. That's for sure. You know
0: who went second? Ryan Murray. You know who went third? Alex Galchenyak. You know who went fourth? Griffin Reinhardt. You know who went fifth? Morgan fucking Riley. Fun fact, I think we all know who may have been. Yeah,
2: small victories. <laughs> we Another got rough. you, Dane. We drafted We're a better, better, better player than you top. in 2012. We that's, got you. That's we a did. rough
0: top four, man. That's a fucking rough top four. You hope if you're Montreal to Seattle this year that doesn't happen to you. But we, I vented about Toronto. Par, if you have anything final say you want to add about Toronto, I mentioned the point of that. I, I'm not. I, I'm so against the cap hit against Murray. I feel like there could have been more. Toronto still needs to do more. People wanted to hear us bitch about Toronto. Am I a fan of the trade? No. Do I think they should have made it? No. Am I a fan of any moves they made this year? No. No. People are going to bitch me like, well, they got all these bottom 6 and in-depth guys, something that they needed, maybe, but it's still not the moves that's going to put this team over the top. And no, I'm not looking for fucking Connor McDavid. I'm not looking for those type of moves. Not going to happen. I'm not looking for those type of moves. I'm looking for something that's a very... Dubas-like move that we were predicting would happen. Like go out and sign Nino Nina, Nina Ryder somehow for three million dollars. Not gonna happen either. He's a 5 Somehow, nine. right? Yeah. Well, so that's the Kyle Dubis that we thought we were gonna get. Go make a greasy move, get that top six, go fleeze a team for top four defensemen. Jake Chickeran's available, but I don't think I think he- I'm just gonna try to convince Kyle Dubis that like we are we're childhood friends and
2: he'll probably give me a job. So
0: <laughs> tough time. Toronto fans. I, it's a playoff team, but we have a, we have a few projects and there's still unfinished business. And I think we'll have more to talk about Toronto as the year goes on. Dane, you can talk about your Oilers briefly before we wrap up the show. Yeah. That's what I want. Only only briefly, Dave. Yeah.
2: Where do where do you want to start? Must (laughs) be sick being an Oilers fan, winning stuff, getting good signings, building a team.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously pretty happy. I think uh, most of Oilers nation would be uh pretty thrilled with the job that Ken Holland's done. Um, you know, moving some cap space out to make some pretty key signings. So, I mean, start with Kane. I like, I, I, I like the AVV on that. That's not egregious. It's, it's less than I think most people thought it would be and not at a crazy turn. Four years. I think hopefully you can behave for f- four years. We'll see. Obviously, there's that risk with that, but I mean, I think there's you know fun you to look back when caught anyway. What's that?
2: There's nothing fun to do in Edmonton anyway. Perfect.
1: But- no, I- I- exactly. So I think, like, if you look back at, like, Conor McDavid, what he always, like, he was asked, like, oh, who would be your ideal linemate that you'd always want to play with? And he, when he was younger, mentioned Milan Lucic. Well, I think, I, I, I think Vander Kane is exactly what he probably expected out of Milan Lucic and what he got with him last season. So, I mean, the chemistry is unmatched. He has chemistry with Drysada. He has chemistry with Nick David, led the playoffs and goals, even though that he was out, you know, three weeks before the playoffs even ended. Um, great signing, bringing Brett Kulak back in a uh, great addition. Um, I think was definitely somebody that helped us propel ourselves into the Western Conference finals. Um, so a really good, you know, deadline deal. Um, we were him for, I think, four, three or four at uh, 275. So another great signing. And then, Obviously, the big big one, Jack Campbell, 23 seconds into free agent frenzy. Mm -hmm. Off the board to the Oilers. Yeah, Uh, Elliott Friedman Friedman said
2: there's going to be some championing investigations going on. So
1: Apparently, it's not even about Edmonton. I heard it's about Tampa, but, I mean, Edmonton could very Ah. well lose a draft pick or something. (laughs) What's that?
2: Oh, uh, for repercussions of Edmonton cheating, Connor McDavid goes straight to the Leafs. <laughs> straight all right, that All right. Well, I won't be ridiculous. Just Leon Cycle.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm happy to have Jack. I mean, he had a couple of rough months with you guys, but I don't think he was uh, anywhere near the reason you guys Sorry. lost in the first round the last couple of years. Um, I think he brings more stability to Edmonton's net. Um, I think I've watched a lot of hockey in the last couple of years where every shot that went towards the net would give me minor anxiety because I didn't know if it was going to, you know, slip between Mike Smith's pads or Miko was just like basically under the arm. Love that one. The ones under the glove arm always went in on these guys. Um, I think we'll definitely miss Mike Smith's puck playing ability. Um, I think when you have a a team that can fly through the neutral zone and can break out Lake Edmonton, that's that's something that, you know, will be sorely missed. But again, I I, I like the Jack Campbell signing. It's a good guy. Knows a couple guys on the team already. I mean, like like a locker room guy and he's better than Mikko Koskinen and and Mike Smith and at the end of the day we've been asking for a goalie 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 probably Kemper's getting paid a little bit too much I mean he did just win the Stanley Cup on a very very good hockey team but yeah it was kind of the goalie that I guess made the perfect sense with what kind of money that we had and what was out there um so and then yeah we got Stuart Skinner again who I, I've talked about before who I'm really big on so i He's likely, I would say, is probably guaranteed to to the, be the backup next season. Um, he has like about 0, 15 to 20 games under his belt. He's played pretty well in most of them. Um, so I'm kind of excited what he can do as a backup. So, yeah, I think the only the only other piece, uh, if I was uh, the Oilers or, or a fan of the Oilers, um, I, another defenseman, I think I really like our top four with Nurse and 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 CC and Kulak and, and and Bouchard, especially the way Bouchard played down the stretch and and into the playoffs. Um, this is poised with the puck, so I think he's ready for those top four minutes throughout the season. And then yeah, we kind of get back uh, down to, to you know our bottom six, where I think we'll definitely need. A little bit of help on there. Broberg still young. Neiman Leinen's still young. Um, I think we've got Slater Cuckoo's coming back. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I'm optimistic next year. Do I do I think we're a better team uh, than the Colorado Avalanche, even, you know, without having Burakovsky there and potentially Kadri? Eh, I don't know. Um, we'll kind of see uh, what happens, you know. Obviously, they have the switch in net, too, so... Um, yeah, I, I again optimistic. Um, am I excited for the hockey season to start? Yeah, oh, that my, makes one of us. Yeah, I, I I mean, I I'm excited, boys. So I, that's all that's all I got on the Oilers. Uh, I mean, yeah,
0: that's Austin Matthews. If you're a Leaf fan, okay, let's enjoy this beautifulness that he has with his receding hairline, his stash, and absolute snipe show. And I was just looking at the Oilers website because it's obviously a Canadian market, and I remember when Toronto signed Tavares, it was there was pictures of Matthews adoring him like a high school sweetheart. There's fans, right? If you go look at the website of the Edmonton Oilers, they bring up Jack Campbell at the bottom. They talk about him all over the contract, the interview that they had with him. He was he mentioned a few things in the interview. They talk about his top saves in 2021, 2022, and I watched a few of those while you were talking, Dan, and. You know, obviously brings back some memories. He had some good points in Toronto and he is a, a locker room guy that was adored in the locker room by Leaf fans and Leaf players. Sorry. And I think the Edmonton Oilers, the biggest question is of course, the term has been the question. That's the only criticism that they've reached at it. But if Jack can maintain being healthy, then that's is the price tag that you pay for a goalie that has a career number um, of hundred uh, sorry, 70, 71 wins, 30, 39 losses. 14 OT losses and a 2.53 save, uh, goals against average with a save percentage of .916 in his career. Not a lot of gauge in terms of numbers, in terms of being a 30-year-old goalie, but sometimes goalies are late bloomers, and Jack was that guy. Uh, Toronto, uh, not offering him a contract, if that is true. There has been no truth to that, but According to Jack's representation, that Toronto didn't offer him a contract after the season. And we're sitting here today talking that Matt Murray's being paid 4.6 and Jack's being paid 5. Uh, Despite the term for Jack Campbell, I think Jack earned it in Toronto. And I think the Leafs locker room is going to miss him just as much as Leaf Nation will miss him. That'll be my term with Jack. And let me say that again. Even though it's two years opposed to five years, 4.6 for Murray, 5 for Jack Campbell. One more time? No, I don't think I need to. Nothing's gonna make me feel better. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. I still i s I'm very curious for this year. There's a lot more that we're gonna get into. I know usually this is the last show that we do for top shelf, uh, before we go into our quote unquote summer holidays, but I do plan Uh, to do one more show right before or after, or to say we plan to do it on the show one right before or right after August Long Weekend before we take the month of August off and half of September. For the Game Sports Show, uh, when Top Shelf, when this season ends, before the next season comes, uh, we usually do a couple bonus editions if there's big news that occurs but usually we don't do another show until the preseason starts uh, so we'll have a long holiday with the uh, top shelf uh, this, this will be our second last episode And a big announcement that will be on video for our next season. So when the next season rolls around for Top Shelf, uh, which will be technically season three, but it's not our season three with hockey. It's like our season six when it comes to hockey. So we'll have it on YouTube available as well on the TGM Network YouTube channel, much like our interview shows that we have. So that'll be pretty exciting for us to do. And... I have nothing else to add with free and see at this time. There's a lot more we get into, but already over an hour plus into the show. And we obviously have time limits that we have to follow. So this is where we're going to cap it right here and there. And if we have more to get into, we'll do that on the next edition. We'll save it for, or I'm sure by then it'll be more things to get into, but, I know by the next edition of the show, we'll get into more of the surrounding teams, such as even Detroit and Columbus. So it even be good to bring in EJ to talk about the effect in Ohio, uh, in terms of Johnny Goudreau, but we'll all stop with the Canadian teams, do a full recap of the summer before we go into our holidays, but in particular grade, the Canadian teams and the surrounding areas just so listeners know what they can look into for the future show. Last announcement I'll give is that we have a, we're going to be going through a big sponsorship, a retool, uh, with the Game Sports Show in a lot of different ways. People have asked me about our current sponsors. Uh, I'm not going to talk about current sponsors that are there, uh, there as there are a good chunk of them that are there that are still going to remain. But we have new sponsors uh, that we're going to be having join uh, the Game Sports Show and also the t family. There's actually multiple uh, new ones that uh, is certainly going to be big for both t and the Game Sports Show. But I'm not going to announce the names On this show in particular, as we're still finalizing funds, if you will, we're still finalizing a few things. So once we have that announcement, we'll do a separate share on both TGM and the game sports show, but there will be a sponsorship revamp. Of the game, sports show in general, as we proceed into our future in the pocket season, and as we proceed to the next season of Top Shelf, there'll be a Strike Zone edition this week with myself and Connor as well going into the weekend. So you have that to look forward to as the second half of the season gets into swing, and we'll also be talking men's league baseball. The TGM Pandas, baby, eight and one, running away with the men's open league this year. Yours truly batting three twenty on the season with twelve singles. No doubles. Are you keeping track of that yourself? Uh, no. Actually, we have something called the Game Changer app and Andre LaFrancois, the skip, we call him, uh, and that's what uploads the score of each game. There's stats kept in our league, actually, which is really cool. But besides the batting, I am pitching. I've pitched four innings, and my ERA is 12. That's not good. Not good at all. Yikes. I have three strikeouts, though. Really Debatable strikeouts, uh, but very fun stuff to look forward to with the games sports on T par Dane. Thanks for listening to the last little bit of rant. I didn't let you guys speak. If you have any final thoughts that you want to bring up, so I go to you guys. You guys can bring up the final thoughts before we close party you first. Thanks my friend. As always, it's been a fun time.
2: The next time we do this, I want to do a drink. Every time you say final thoughts, and I don't know if I'll make it to the end of the show before
0: going to the hospital. That's good. That and also saying you know sometimes. I'm like Brooksy when it comes to that. Uh so get the shots ready. We'll even play the Black Betty game if you'd like. You know what okay, is? I'm down. You know what that is, Par.
2: Uh no, but I was gonna keep going with it just because it would have been easier than you explaining it. But we're here now.
0: So what is it? Black Betty? The Black Betty song. Every time it yeah. says Betty, you take a shot. Wow, a shot? A shot. Good luck. Not happening. You're ending up in a merge. Dane, you know that game? Just kidding. Dane, thanks for taking the time my friend and par do you have any final thoughts though i'm going to say it again <laughs> well you know uh for final thoughts <laughs> no i no.
1: don't thanks my friend thanks for having me dave uh i have also no final thoughts <laughs> other than uh, are you going to be uh, on the old uh, ps5 tonight
0: I actually will um, be the significant other is playing soccer at nine o'clock. So after dinner, uh, I'm pretty open. So we got a big
2: roster tonight. My friend, we got a big lineup.
0: I like it when it's us three men. I like it. It makes me very happy, but we'll, we'll connect. I'm down to play a little You're bit. You're a star goalie now, dude. You can't stop. If people are wondering what the heck we're talking about, Get on EASHL or get online and play with your friends. You can challenge us, the game sports show, the legends of any game, baseball, hockey, FIFA. <laughs> I think we're a lot better at hockey than the other game. So if you want to challenge us in anything, some of us. That's some of us. Let's <laughs> go. <Challenge laughs> us. You will lose to us with Daddy Big Dane, six foot six and four sir. Or the five eleven elite edges. He'll snipe. Par two way defenseman plays like a forward. Snipes and me in my fucking office top chad. It happens all the fucking time. Okay, challenge us. You'll lose. The gamesports OESHL two twenty eight one thirty six and forties. Our overall record. Our regular season records is a lot better sounding, but we're still an oh, absolute wagon. The sports show. You can follow us not only on. Facebook, Instagram, the website, the TGM network, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also follow us on the EASHL app. No, you can't. I just thought I'd throw that out there because we're absolute wagons. You thought you just lied to them. I thought I would. Cause it's fun. Dave, Dave wrap up the show. Let's, let's get out of here. Thanks Dane. Thanks listeners for tuning into another electric edition of top 12. It's been certainly enjoyable. Like I said, we will have a, uh, strike zone edition, and that will be coming uh, later on this week. And we will have a 1400 edition next week. And our next special edition upload will be uploading next week as well. Our next top shelf show will be after the, or before, right before, or right after the August long weekend. I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, cut your touchdowns, drain your threes, and what par? Shoot your
2: shots. Yeah.